Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 327 of the Saddest Night Out podcast. I'm Roy. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of January, 2023. Happy New Year. I haven't spoken to you since last year. I hope you are okay. I hope you're still here. Thank you if you are, and welcome if it's your first time listening. I haven't put an episode up since the 6th of December, when I talked about the BBC Sound of 2023. And a lot has happened in between then and now. Some good, some really good, and some really not so good. I am determined to not have this be like a 20, 30, 40 minute episode. So I'll try to be a bit matter of fact and just work through what it is I wanted to talk about. So the really good that has happened since we last spoke is that I actually spent more time on TikTok in a productive way. I had a few posts of mine that went like mildly viral, had a million or so views. (laughs) One of them was I compared some celebrities to like Pokemon that are evolving. So I said, Timothy Chalamet is Charmander, Harry Styles is Charmeleon, Matty Healy is Charizard, and Penn Badgley is Dark Charizard. And a lot of people agreed, some people disagreed, a lot of people didn't know who Matty Healy was. And it generally was taken as the the laugh that it was intended to be. So I've had a few little moments like that which were really nice to see. And I've also really taken a bit of a liking to going live on TikTok. And what I tend to do on there is something I've actually been doing since I was a teenager, which is playing my bass guitar along to songs that I really like. Except this time it's with an audience. And it's an audience that seems to really like what I'm doing. The last time I did it, I got up to 10,000 people who passed through. I think at most there were maybe 350 at one time. I gained, I think, maybe 600 followers from going live. And a few people ended up following me on YouTube. And I imagine some folks might be here listening right now because of it as well. And that's been really fun, really satisfying to do. I also ended up going on an impromptu live chat on TikTok with Jordan, who's known as Music for Cars 1975. He's, a, he's like a certified big fan of the 1975. He posted an opinion. I reacted with an opposite opinion. And I... It's one of those things where you act before you can think yourself out of it. I just said, would you like to go live to talk about it? He said, sure, when? I said, how about now? And next thing you know, we're talking until after 1 a.m. He's on the west coast of the U.S. It was like 4 in the afternoon, but it was 1 a.m. for me. But it was a really engaging and interesting conversation. So that's some of the really good. The really not so good is how I've been and how I've been behaving outside of all of this. I simply put... I really haven't been looking after myself. I've been really negligent in looking after myself in a way that affects in a way that affects those around me as well. And it's an issue I've had in the past and it seems to have essentially gotten worse over time. And I'd argue that's gotten to something of a breaking point and it's the type of thing where when all is said and done, I really only have myself to hang it on. There's no other... I can try to explain the trains of thoughts and behaviour patterns that have led to what's been going on, but it doesn't excuse it, if that makes sense. Interestingly enough, on my TikTok, TikTok profile, it used to say music and mental health because a part of the issue I had was not really was being so wedded to the notion of never letting 
it show when you're not in a good place. And I'd only ever really call it not in a good place. I wouldn't use an official term because I haven't been officially diagnosed. So I wouldn't feel right saying it's it's this disorder, it's this thing that I'm having. I'll just say when I'm in a, a, a low place. And I've been in it quite a lot, but the problem is it's almost like the more I'm in a low place, the more energy I put towards maintaining the facade that everything is fine rather than putting in the work to be okay. And the issue at the heart of it is the stuff that I described at the start of this episode that was really good. They're engaging in music, talking to people about it. I got quite a few people interested in the music I make, but I haven't been seeing that through. That's another part of the not-so-great behaviour, I guess. But that whole music creative side of things has felt really good. But for the longest time, that side of thing, things which really purely engages me and is what I want to pursue has felt like something I should almost be ashamed of or that I should keep a secret or that's kind of like a dead weight I'm carrying, even though it's the thing that lights me up the most and it's the thing that I have the most potential in. I've never really given it my all because there's always been a part of me that thinks it's not expected of me to do this. But it's kind of like if there's a really, you know that movie Inside Out, the idea of like formative memories. As we go up, we have certain experiences that form core memories. That was the term. Core memories that tend to inform your personality. One that I honestly can't ignore is... I was very much seen as the good kid in school, the kid who would do good in tests or do well in homework and things like that. And it was a type of reputation I had without really trying. It wasn't as if I stayed up late studying to attain that. It was just certain subjects and things just made sense to me, just clicked. I think it might be... If you can search online, you can find something along the lines of the gifted kid syndrome, someone who gets given such a title when they're young and then it ends up, <laughs> ends up being the peak of their academic performance. But anyway... It was a time when I was young, when I got in trouble in a class for whatever reason. I think I was talking in class. I like told a joke to someone sat next to me. And the teacher really called me out on it. I can't have been older than 10. Maybe a little older than 10 when this happened. But it felt as if my whole identity was being the good student and doing well. And this telling off felt like it was disrupting what had been my personality up to that point, what had been the core memories up to that point. And it was it instilled such a fear in me. The kind of thing that you should normally outgrow and move past. But I, I've got to be honest, I haven't. To the point where doing anything I love to do that isn't the kind of assumed route that I would take makes me feel like I'm in that classroom again, being the naughty kid. And that feeling of like, wait, no, I'm supposed to be the good kid. I'm not the naughty kid. And it's it's... Embarrass- it's embarrassing to kind of talk about, but I, I'm trying to just work past that because the more I can talk about it and just address the trains of thought that have got me here, the better I can work with it. What I'm finding, what I'm trying to accept is that when I'm in a low place or in a thought pattern or behaviour cycle that can lead to a low place, those things are elements within me that can't really be excised or completely removed. And they can't be used as a complete crutch for bad behaviour. What I have to do instead is just acknowledge it, accept it, and learn to anticipate it, work around it, move forward with that instead of thinking. Because one, having this be a part of me doesn't excuse any 
negative outcomes that come as a result of it. And two, life won't life can't be paused while you try to figure this kind of thing out. Life is moving whether you are on board or not. So you can't whatever it is that's going on with you, you it's you need to acknowledge it and wrestle with it, but you also have to acknowledge that life continues to move and you have to move with it. So you have to try and figure out a way to not think that you have to wait until everything is rosy and then you can plug back into everyday life. You just have to it's it becomes a weight you have to account for as you move forward. And that's what I'm trying to do. And when I'm really not in a good place, my typical behaviours will either be to lie heavily, instead of putting my energy towards sorting things out, whether it's wanting to actually pursue things creatively or every the normal everyday stuff you have to do, I'll just take my hands off the wheel in both of those avenues and focus all my energy on either lying and making it seem like everything's fine or just going ghost on everyone. And there's a good chance if you're listening to this and you know me in real life, you are familiar with me going ghost. Hopefully, if you're new to this, that won't be the case, because part of the reason I started this podcast was to combat that and have an avenue where, if you haven't heard from me in a while, at least there's something where it's like, oh, no, Roy's still about, you put out a new episode or something like that. So that has what's really taken a hold of me since I last recorded. Hence me not recording, that played a part in it, me just playing the disappearing act. And if you've been listening for a while, there's a good chance you recognise some of what I've been saying because this is a cycle of behaviour. It's a cycle I've tried to break and not really being honest with myself has only scuppered my attempts to break this cycle. So this is why I'm calling this episode What's Different This Time. And honestly, a really big start, it feels weird to say out loud because I think it sounds flippant, but a really promising side of things has been how things are going on TikTok. Because being popular on live, not massively popular, because there are so many people that go live and people that are far more popular than I am, but being able to accrue an audience and engage them just with what I'm doing, not people that know me personally. There's no bias of like, oh, it's a... You know when you start something creative and you put in a performance or a showcase or something, it's likely that your early audiences will be made up of people who know you personally. Almost like as a favour to you, like, oh, he's a friend, let's go and check out his show or go and see his art gallery or see his short film or something. And the hope is that you will get good enough to the point where your audience is filled with people who don't know you personally. They are just fans of your work. Being able to get an audience and keep them online feels like a step in that direction because these aren't people who know me and say oh it's a friend of mine let me you know help support him these are people who could easily and that's one really almost cruel but honest thing about social media if what you're doing isn't engaging an audience member at that moment in time all they've got to do is swipe away and that's it you're gone and along they move they don't there's no obligation there's no well i watch two seconds i might as well sit here for the rest of the minute either they are interested in what you're doing or they're not and what I am doing has interested people. It's such a tangible sense of feedback that is really reinforces that sense of... I knew I was onto something. I knew there was something here and that I was good at it. It's been a massive confidence boost because of that. And I just need... To, and it's also reminded me that I didn't have to particularly study anything separate to do this. I didn't have to go out and buy any particularly expensive or fancy equipment or put any effort in in that way to do this. All I had to do was 
open up the window and let my personality come through. I need to remember that that was the point of this podcast as well. And that's the energy I need to put into anything creative. Because when I get bogged down into, as well as going ghost or just lying as being behaviors that show I'm not in a good place, the never ending procrastination is another sign of it. It's like, there's that, uh, is it a fable, a moral story? I don't know. But this idea that there's a dinner table, people sat around a dinner table and there's two people sat at opposite ends. And someone says, I could take this fork and throw it across the table and it could hit you. But before it hits you, it has to go across half of the distance between us and half of that distance and half of that distance and half of that distance. And in theory, there's an infinite number of half distances that this fork has to cross before it can reach you. So in theory, it should never reach you, but it does. Something along those lines makes sense with my procrastination when I'm not in a good place. I can I keep coming up with things I need to do before I do the thing I'm supposed to do. Oh, I just need to do this. Oh, and then this. But when it comes to going live or recording the podcast, part of what makes makes it is the almost invisible barrier of entry. Recording this podcast is just getting my phone out, pressing record and go. I make notes to make what I say a bit more coherent, but otherwise it's just hit record and go. Going live is just set my phone up, pick up my bass guitar, select some songs and go. And it's trying to tap into that. And like, it's like I was saying when I said I spoke to Jordan on live. I just sent out the, the, the comment, hey, do you want to go live and talk about this? He said, when? I said, how about now? And just did it. Before I could overthink myself out of it, before I could let that procrastination pattern of coming up with an endless list of things I need to do first, just doing the thing, and then you do the thing, it's never going to be perfect, but it's done is better than perfect, as the old saying goes. And having done the thing and seen some positive feedback makes you that much more inclined to do the thing again. And doing it again, doing it consistently is what helps you break through. It's really about showing up. If you have some semblance of personality and you're willing to actively show up, you can make things happen. And that's what I intend to do. So the TikTok situation has been a massive boost. I want to take it wider, back on the podcast YouTube as well. But YouTube is the one that feels most daunting because I just mentioned the whole barrier to entry thing. That currently feels like it has the highest barrier to entry, but that's a mental thing. Because at least in this realm, any task I want to do, I can break it down simpler. If I'm comparing myself to established YouTubers who have full on, you know, cameras and microphones and proper kits and editing suites and have the types of rooms that they're in with all the right lighting and everything does everyone have those strip lights in their bedroom by the way these led strip lights i absolutely don't i do i did cave and get a ring light but that's about as far as it goes don't compare yourself to that i'm not it's not the olympics i'm not here to be the fastest or the to run the fastest jump the highest or throw the furthest i'm here to to bring me and as long as i actually bring me that's what can make things happen Better to show up with personality than get bogged down in editing and being perfect. So the TikTok lives and the TikTok situation in general is a start. Wanting to take this wider is the next step. But the biggest step to all of this is what I'm calling show up, own up, and grow up. I think that is the tagline for me for 2023. Show up, own up, and grow up. Show up, just be consistent in what I'm doing. Don't let the overthinking kick in. When it does... I just need to try and remember that, no, there has been 
all that negative you can use to cloud the path between A to B. Remember that you've done, you've walked this path before and it's been positive. You can do it again. It won't be perfect, but it doesn't need to be. The number of times I've tried to play songs on live and absolutely messed it up, I didn't end the live there and then. People didn't all leave in their drawers. Um, maybe some did. But it was part of the experience, part of the character, and you can move forward through it. Instead of tapping into that fear of school times and the teacher saying you're not, you're, you're the bad kid and thinking like, oh no, that's, that's an attack on my whole identity. This is a much bigger blow than it actually is. So trying to remember that positive reinforcement of you've done this before, it's not as scary as you can make it seem it is, and you have been good at it, you can continue to be good at it. That conversation I had with Jordan, we're hoping to maybe make it a weekly thing. I want to get some more people involved because it's just talking and it's the kind of engaged conversation I think he mentioned that it's the kind of conversation he liked to have, but there's not as many people around him to have it with. But we have the platforms here to have it, and there was an audience who really enjoyed it as well. There were no gimmicks, no fancy things, just two people talking about a subject in which they were both really interested. So there's the start with the TikTok... Oh, sorry, show up, own up, and grow up. So be consistent in what I'm doing. That's showing up. Own up. Be honest about what I'm doing and what I'm going through. Hence this conversation here. If this is that... One, be honest in talking here about what I'm going through. To a degree, I mean, they don't want to start going too specific with personal details and so on, nor should anyone when it comes to online. But be honest about what I'm going through. If tomorrow's episode is a bit hard to record, be upfront about it. Don't try and try as much as I can to stay away from the knee-jerk tendency to put up that facade and say, oh no, everything's fine, don't worry about me. If everything isn't fine, say so. It might feel embarrassing to say it, but the fear you imagine is so much worse than the reality because the reality is that no one will care. That's something that often gets said about people who can feel very intimidated about going outside or going in public spaces, which is something I've definitely been afflicted by. You just have to remember that no one in that area, if it's a supermarket, a music venue, a library, whatever, no one in that public space cares about you as much as you think they do. So own up when I'm in what I make and own up about what it is I do. Instead of treating all of this creative stuff like it's something to be ashamed of, something to hide, something to lie about. No, this is the thing that I'm passionate about. This is the thing that lights me up. This is the thing I care about. This is an area in which I feel I excel. Say it proudly. Say it with my chest. Own it. And then follow through with it instead of saying it almost like an, yeah, I've always been like, I guess I make music. But no, it should be more, I make music. I have a podcast. I post online. The term influencer is almost like, it's almost like a slur. It feels like an insult now. No one wants to, well, most people seem to not want to actively own that that's what they do. But it shouldn't. I was going to say it shouldn't be that way, but there are situations where that is very much the case. But if that is the area I'm going into, own it. Be straightforward about it, because then I can do it with my whole heart instead of holding back because I feel like I have to hide it. And then the grow-up part is that all of this can seem daunting. A daily podcast, posting on YouTube, going live on TikTok. But what I'm doing is just showing what I naturally have and what I naturally care about. What will keep it interesting will be the natural growth that comes from being consistent. The grow-up comes from the showing up and owning up. If I am consistent in posting, the audience will grow. I can talk about the fact the audience will grow. 
if I actually can put pen to paper and finish through the the music projects I have, all I have to do is just talk about the natural development of it. I don't have to start plucking things out of thin air or going to extreme lengths to come up with some new scenario to talk about. There are people that do that. There are YouTubers where you get the impression they just have to keep spending more money to go bigger and bolder and more brash stunts to keep the audience engaged. That isn't the case here. If I was to do a weekly talk show type thing on TikTok, I wouldn't have to start creating scandals or start saying really hot takes that are basically just insulting people to keep an audience. It'll just be about talking about the things you're naturally interested in. It'll be the natural growth that I document that will make this thing move forward. It'll make it'll give me more to talk about and that in turn will lead to more growth, which will give me more to talk about and so on. So it's show up, own up, and go up. I see I've crossed the 20-minute threshold, which is what I was trying to avoid. I do apologise. Thank you if you're still listening. In short, I'm going to get back to doing this podcast daily. Oh, also, one of the things that seemed to get me a bit of attention online was talking about what I'm calling millennial throwbacks, songs from the 2000s, because there's all this talk about Meet Me in the Bathroom, the Strokes, Interpol, LTD Sound System... There was a bit of talk about blockhouse artists like Justice and people on Ed Banger and acts like Mastercraft as well. And I said, what about all the acts that kind of fall in between the cracks there? The acts that didn't get as big or last for as long, but definitely were there. And some of them were like Ladyhawk, The Virgins, Friends, uh, Hockey. Look out, because I'm just too fake for the world. If anyone listening to this recognises what I just sang, go and check out the millennial throwbacks that I've been posting on my TikTok. And I'm making a playlist of those songs. It's been, it's been repeatedly requested. And I'm going to do it. Podcast back to daily. I will share the playlist. I will be going live on TikTok. I'm going to try and make it a daily evening thing. Because two hours can fly by if you're just playing along to songs you love and talking to people who share that love as well. YouTube, right now I'm thinking maybe something like three videos a week. I'll baby step my way into it. It won't be fancy. It'll likely be like five minutes or less per video. Nothing extreme, no heavy editing or anything. More just, more vlog style because it's better to show up than to let that procrastination sink in again. So that's me for 2023. That's where my head is at. That's where I've been. That's where I am. And that's where I'm going. If you want to stick around and help me to do all that, there is a Patreon, £1 a month. The link will be in the bio of this podcast or the bio of any social media that I have. Just search for Saddest Night Out. But thank you for listening. Now, I've got some showing up, owning up, and growing up to do. So, till the next episode, thanks again, and take care.